Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Do us out, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Missed anything in the show so far? You can always find it on Do Now Podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschulte.com, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Where do we even start today? I want to talk about this new book I got you, but first, um, what do you think of Jewel coming to town? Melissa Etheridge and Jewel. Do you have any Jewel attachments? I mean, I will. I like some Jewel songs. I don't have a problem with Jewel, but I probably won't go to that concert. So Jewel was strangely like a huge part of my childhood. Oh. Here's why. So my dad loved watching rodeo. Loved it. We watched bull riding all the time. The greatest, the number one bull rider in the world at the time when I was a kid was Ty Murray. Yeah, he they was, were married. He was married to Jewel. Yeah. So then my dad was like, well, we got to get into this gal. And then he's like, I don't really know, but it's Ty Murray's wife, so we're going to keep listening to it. And it, even though it was like not his style at all, I don't know, I think it'll be pretty good, though. I like Jewel. I like Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, I, I, think just, I think it'll be a good concert. What I don't like is crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, the anti-concert queen. Only if it's Billy Joel, right? Or maybe Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, for sure. Billy Joel. However, no doubt yesterday um, announced on their Instagram that they were like playing a show or something. So I immediately texted Alanya and said, please tell me no doubt's coming here. And she said, wah, wah. Oh, no. Nope. They're going to Coachella where a bunch of 20 year olds will not appreciate no doubt. Okay. So I, I I have like such a thing with no doubt. I am obsessed with No Doubt. I think No Doubt is an amazing band. Same. I can't believe how much I like No Doubt and how much I hate Gwen Stefani <gasps> without No Doubt. I get that. I get it. Right? I love I love both. She I totally appreciate her talent and like how broad the range is and how she can do everything from that to pop and yeah. all of it. I get that. But like at their peak, that was one of the sweetest bands ever. I know. They were so cool. Speaking of the 90s, I Speaking mean. Speaking of the 90s. I remember when Tragic Kingdom came out and I was like, oh my God, what is this? What is this? So good. Yeah, so good. So I have never seen them and they are some, they are 
I would go to that concert okay. for sure. All right. What um, other concerts would you go to? <laughs> would you go to like In Sync? Maybe. Britney Spears? Yes. Taylor Swift? No. Wow. No to T Swift. I should also preface this with if I go to a concert in like a big stadium, I want the best seats possible. Okay. Which then makes which then it unaffordable for me. So, right. um, yeah, I just, I don't, so we went to Pearl Jam when they were here and it was awesome. And yeah. I would go see Pearl Jam again, of One course. One of the greatest nights of my life. But we had the worst seats in the house, possibly. Mm. Like, literally. We did not. We were right in the middle of the pit. Were you? See, that would have been fun. Um, <laughs> so when they come back, hopefully, rumor has it, they could come this summer. I don't know. Yeah, let's go. Um, I will demand better seats. All right. Uh, Carol, let's see no sports here on New Otis Now, ESPN Radio. Presented by Buff City Soap. Appreciate Buff City Soap for their continued support uh, of uh, Chicken Does No Sports. Anything new going on over there at Buff City? Well, they have those lotions that are so good, especially right now. My skin is so dry. Oh, yeah. And they have... Um, they're one of four or five Buff City soaps that are that have the lotions. This is not the body butter. This is lotion. Yeah, yeah. And it is not only so moisturizing, but I'm telling you, on these cold, cruddy, dark winter days, coconut lotion, it, it, you just feel like you're on vacay. Rajim stole my shine. <clears throat> so Rajim's been rocking the commando lotion. Oh, has he? And that's my smell. That's your smell? So Aww. now I can't do it because, I mean, not that we hang out any that much outside of here. I wish we did, actually, more. But um, so I got to get a new flavor. Narcissist I got, is I got great. that coconut that you gave me, yeah. too. That's pretty solid. It's pretty, pretty steady. Yeah. So, uh, Bumps City Soap over there in the Northgate Plaza. Uh, go check them out. And follow uh, Buff City Soap Missoula on Instagram. They always post special offers and deals. So here's the deal with your book. <clears throat> we got to read it, and then we got to talk about it, but then you got to give it to me, and then I got to read it, and then we got to talk about it more. The book's The 90s by yeah. Chuck Klosterman. If you're not familiar with Chuck Klosterman, Chuck Klosterman was a longtime sort of pop culture analyst for various newspapers, and then when newspapers went to hell, he decided he was going to start writing books, so he's been writing books, and um, he's written very uh, several very famous books. He's also a prominent podcaster. You'll very much enjoy his um, humor okay. and just sort of his discerning way of being and just observing the things around him. I received a few texts after last week's show requesting... Next up, who gets the book? So it's going to be like Sisterhood okay, right, of the right, Traveling right. Book. That's fine. You can, you can, you can, you can as long as it comes. No, back you get around. it first, right, right, and right. then, but then I have to send it That's on. Fine. Yeah, it's a whole I, thing. I, I'll, I'll read it fast. So These Gen we'll X begin. women want to read this book. I, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I'm reading the craziest book right now. It's called The Butterfly and the Diving Bell. It's about this man who was a very prominent journalist in France. And he has a massive stroke, and then he has like what you call um, locked-in syndrome. So all he can do is open and blink his eyes, and that's it. He's completely paralyzed otherwise. This book is his memoir. He wrote it with his eyes. What? And it's all about his perception of the world the last 13 months of his life. I mean, spoiler alert, he dies, but like... It's just these little short essays. Well, about thanks what for he, ruining this book he, for I me. I mean, they, they say at the very beginning is <laughs> he's going to die. There's no suspense. It's just like these little essays about what he thinks of the world. And hmm. wow. Interesting. It is so thought-provoking. It is so sad. But man, it's such a testament to just the indomitable human spirit. So uh, the butterfly and the diving bell, if you want to check it out. So <laughs> this just made me laugh. So last week or two weeks ago, 
Dan and I were at our favorite watering hole, the Stone, mm-hmm. and one of the managers there, Lindsay, and I were talking about Real Housewives, of course, God, and Southern Charm and all the crap shows. And then Dan looks at me and and Lindsay and says, "Do you guys read books ever?" <laughs> and I said, "I'm I just I'm reading one right now." And he wanted to know what book I was reading because uh-huh. I read on my iPad, so he can't oh. see it. And I was like, it's Andy Cohen from Bravo's memoir. <laughs> but I do read actual books too. That's good. I just like to watch trash TV sometimes and just check out. Well, here's some smart intellectual and also entertaining pop culture uh, literature for you. So uh, hope you enjoy it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, all right. What do we got today? Okay. I need to address these crazy football fans. Okay. Who go to football games. For instance, the Kansas City game. Yeah. They showed... It was negative six. They showed people ordering beer, mm-hmm. and then like they pop it open, and it's just frozen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite a thing. Buffalo Bills invited fans to dig out the snow at the game on Monday, and if they worked, they got $20 an hour, plus free tickets to the game. Right. I saw... These people going to these ga- this game. This game was also, there was no assigned seats for the first time in NFL history. Yep. Just show up if you want. I don't even know if they had to pay for tickets. <laughs> I think they did, but it, it was certainly uh, frightful weather in Buffalo. It was BYOS. <laughs> Bring your own mean? shovel. Okay. <laughs> I just made that up. Wow. TM. So, um, so creative. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, would you go to a game if you had to dig out your seat? Yes. You would? I mean... I just enjoy. Here's the thing: these people go because they're fanatical about what they're going to watch. Mm-hmm. They truly think that if they don't go, that somehow that's going to affect the Bills winning or losing. I would go just for the experience of it and to see people crying about how cold it is. I don't feel like people from Buffalo ever cry about how cold it is. That's right, because there's no such thing as bad weather; just stupid people. <laughs> the pictures of these people. First, I mean, I there's just no way. I mean, I won't even go to a football game on the best of days. Yeah. No, I will. If it's good weather, I would go. Sure. But. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's all relative. It's only cold if you cry about it being cold. Mm, it's okay. just the truth, though. Like, if you just acclimate yourself to it, it's, you know, it's you know, the whole concept of cold plunging or all this sort of stuff that's all in vogue now. So my son is coaching skiing right yeah, now yeah. and Saturday he had to coach because uh-huh. they were open and and I texted him at like two to check in because of course I wasn't going to be up there right I was like you okay da 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 and he's like it's not even cold it's That's fine right. and yesterday it was negative nine and he wore a t-shirt to school right so you're right I guess it's mind over matter it is I mean it's just like when you're skiing and you get a little frostbite on your nose but you keep skiing because you're not I don't the whole rest of your body's not cold and you didn't even know your nose was cold because you're having a great time crushing the pow you know well I would only ski in those conditions with my heated boots and my heated gloves so here's that a, is how I roll here's my new thing I know we have friends down there at the uh, the cryo method which is a uh cryogenic place, right? Cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all in vogue now, too. My new thing is you go to the hot yoga down at the hot house, and then you come home and just put your boots, dry dry shorts on. Boots, dry shorts, and gloves. That's it. And then shovel your snow outside. Okay. It's like the, it's like the cold tub. Someone might call the police. The ladies, the two old gals that live down the street definitely think I'm completely psychotic. Yeah. Because they're in their full... 
face masks and everything, and I'm just there's no way shirtless. I would do that. Right, I know, but that's because you wouldn't. You'd be surprised how not difficult it is once you did it, and how good it made you feel. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be warm and cozy with a cup of hot cocoa in on my couch. Man, it's amazing. It only took us three generations to come become completely soft. <laughs> no, it's now ESPN I'm okay radio. with that. Okay, so that you're that's it. You're just confused why the people would go to the game. I mean, people in Buffalo, New York, love the Bills more than like anything. Anybody loves anything anywhere. So I I don't know if I was confused. I was impressed sure. with their love for football and yeah. their team. I think the people that were out there shoveling should get tickets for the rest of their lives because <laughs> that was a big job. I mean, how about the snow? They were getting six to nine inches an hour in Buffalo yeah. at one point. Well, I would like some of that snow, please. Uh, right? No kidding. Uh, it's coming, though. I mean, it's it's been coming down a little bit here uh, in, in Missoula. Yeah. It, was, it was colder in Kansas City. This wasn't quite as snowy. But that was uh, that was frigid. I was laughing because they were covering Taylor Swift like, oh, she's going to the game in negative 40 de- weather. I'm like, she's sitting in a box. Like, she's- See, That's my other thing is like when people cry about it being cold, it's like most people have jobs where you're never outside. Like you, the duration that you are outside is the seven seconds it takes you to walk to your car in the morning. Right. And half the people have garages. So they're not even walking yeah, to their car. Sure. You pull your car out of the garage. It's the seven seconds you have to walk into your work. You're never doing nothing. And then you're like 11 minutes to shovel your sidewalk. You're outside for 15 total minutes. Um, I walk my dog every day, except I haven't this last week because it's so cold. I mean, imagine being like a Blackfeet or a crow on the plains in 1850 in this exact weather where there's no inside. I was actually thinking about our neighborhood turkeys because they're so <laughs> cute. We have like a thousand of them. And one of the days it was so cold and they were like running across the tr- street so fast. And I'm like, where are they going? Did you know okay. that those are not native turkeys to the Grant Creek drainage? I did not. They were, uh, there is no native turkeys up there. Those were uh, released into the wild by a man who lived up there. Oh. Former uh, U.S. government teacher and Montana history teacher at Big Sky High School, Mr. Oh. Bob Womack. If by chance he's possibly listening. Uh, one of the funniest, most hilarious teachers of all time. And uh, yeah, he let the turkeys out up there. I love the neighborhood turkeys. They're oh, my yeah. favorite. Yeah, they're pretty funny. There are so many. Have you seen the mountain lions up in the rattlesnake? No. There is two cougars crowling around the rattlesnake. And part of it's because it's so cold. And part of it's because there's all these urban deer. So they're trying to find yeah. something to eat. But I mean, you don't ever see cougars, ever. I see them all the time really? at the AC Hotel. <laughs> Just oh, jeez. <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this week's this week's uh, shot at getting canceled here on the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports on ESPN Radio. All right, uh, so you're you are impressed by the people weathering the cold. Yes. What else you got? Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Jason Kelsey. Cry, cry. Bye, he, bye. Well, not so fast. Oh, really? Buster. Okay. So apparently he had a little emotional locker room talk after yep. their game. I guess they lost. They they got destroyed and they got fully embarrassed. Are they the ones who played Buffalo? They played Tampa Bay in oh. Tampa Bay. It was not cold in Tampa Bay. Oh, no, that fact, sounds dreamy, very actually. Nice. Yeah, it was like 71 degrees. I would have gone to that game. Beautiful, yeah. Well, he had a, um emotional talk with the team, and then it got leaked that he was retiring. Yeah. But then he said on his podcast, he's not... That's not exactly what's happening. He was just feeling mm. emotional. Mm. Are we having a Tom Brady moment? Well, he should retire because... He's 36. The The... Like the validity of somebody playing quarterback until they're in their 40s is much, much more significant and realistic. What position does he, he play? He plays center, which is like the most physically demanding position. He's the guy that has to snap the ball and then get his head banged in on every play. I mean, yeah. And 
he has nothing left to prove. I mean, he is one of the yeah. great centers in the history of the NFL. And there's just a shelf life on your body. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady gets hit every once in a while, or Aaron Rodgers gets hit every once in a while. Jason Kelsey gets hit on every single play. Yeah. Against the biggest people in all Does of Travis play the sports. same? No, position? Travis plays tight end. Oh, okay. So he gets to run around and catch passes and doesn't and have to get hit. Does he score much. touchdowns? Is he that his job? Way more touchdowns. Got yes. it. Okay. Um, in fact, probably 100 more touchdowns. I think he should retire. He's got three little babies. You know, enjoy life. You're 36. You got, the, I bet he'd have, well, his podcast is doing great. I think it all comes down to what the Eagles do. The Eagles were uh, completely, they were an unmitigated disaster down the stretch. They are the, they were the most pathetic team in the NFL down the stretch. They had the best record in the NFL going into November, and then they lost six out of seven down the stretch. Mm. It was very clear that there was something going on more than just like a regression in performance. Didn't they win last year? They went to the Super Bowl last year. They've won the Super Bowl recently. They won the Super Bowl, I guess, five years ago. Okay. They, they played in the they Super Bowl last year. They played in the Super Bowl I mean, they have been one of the best teams in the NFL okay. for a, a pretty uh, good stretch here. And uh, they just quit. I mean, they looked like trash. They looked pathetic on, mm. on Monday night. That's what I think, though. I think, he's, I think he was disappointed in that happening. And yeah. I also think that... If it's not going to get fixed, there's something toxic going on in the organization. If it's not going to get fixed, I think he probably walks away. If it does get fixed, I think he maybe runs it back again. I don't know. Hmm. Well, he did not. He said he did not. He was not announcing his retirement. He's doing some thinking, soul searching, if you will. Hmm. Okay. So if they're out of the playoffs, they're do- their season's done. Is that how That's it works? <laughs> <laughs> My dear wife asked me this. I made her watch because it was it was negative fifty or whatever the heck it was this weekend. So we're just inside. We only have one TV. So uh, poor Candace, she had to watch all of the playoff games. She enjoys football to a fair that extent, but awful. not all of them probably. Yeah. But she asked me <laughs> every game for like four games in a row. So is the loser of this out? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And she's like, okay. And then would ask me the next game, and I'm like, okay, it's the it's a single elimination. If you lose, you're out. That's it. <laughs> Okay. Like, okay, I get it. Well, I was just curious. <laughs> I didn't know if they had any losers play each other games. I mean, it is. It's a fair question if you don't really. I mean, because in the NBA, you play seven game series, so you can lose three times before Thank you're you. out. Exactly. In the NHL, it's the same way. In baseball, it's the same way. There's only, you know, it's the NFL and March Madness where it's like single elimination. But this is a single elimination tournament, so they're okay. out. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, cool. I um, I think he I think he has a long career of other things. That's right. He's personable. He's a family man. He's funny. Yep. I think retiring from football is a great idea, and just you know, go to Taylor Swift concerts all the live long day. Does he? Is he into that? Well, his what's his? She thoughts? could be his sister in law. So what's his thoughts on that? I wonder. I'm sure he doesn't care. I bet you, it, deep down, if you asked him, he thinks it's a giant distraction and it's detrimental to his brother's performance. They Do buried you, that last week, though. That was a playoffs. Travis Kelsey looked like he was 25 instead of 35. He was dynamite. Did last you week. see Patrick Mahomes' helmet crack in the in the oh, cold? Yeah, that's crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, that was a, that was quite a visual. The pictures were awesome. So who's where? What's happening? Who's going what's where happening? now? There's eight. There's eight teams left. The Chiefs are one of them. So okay, they'll play. Where in. are the Bears in this? <laughs> the Bears were far out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Bears. Okay. Uh, Bears haven't been good in uh, about twenty years. Okay. Which is pretty actually inexplicable considering they're the Chicago Bears. Considering but, they uh, invented the Super Bowl shuffle. Well, right. 
Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, the uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here uh, on SWX by Tad Television, the ESPN MT app, and on 102.9 FM radio around Western Montana. Carolyn in studio with us. All right, what else you got? Are you watching any college basketball right now? I actually watched Utah State and New Mexico last night because... A uh, great friend of the show, Danny Sprinkle, former Montana State men's basketball coach. He's at Utah State. Mm. So they were on national TV on Tuesday night. Cool. Uh, that was cool. I mean, the pit is, you're a New Mexico gal. The pit at Albuquerque is one of the great venues at all sports. It's a 20,000-seat arena, and the stadium is, like, straight up. Like, walking up it must take 15 minutes. I think minutes. I went to a couple concerts there. Yeah, maybe. it's Back a, when I went to concerts. It's, epic, it's in Albuquerque. Yeah. So it's an epic. It's at University of New Mexico. That's right. Yeah. Epic venue. Uh, it's also like 5,500 feet above sea level, mm-hmm. so their altitude is a big deal. The altitudes, it's it's very sneaky, too. When we moved there from California, I mean, you don't think you're in altitude, and it took no, me a good month to get acclimated. Sure. It takes teams really, I mean, they, they and and they're perfectly built, New Mexico is. They run and gun, and they just run you yeah. into the floor. So they put up 98 on Utah State, and, and uh, actually kind of hammered up. Um, but I haven't been watching much else college basketball other than the Big Sky Conference stuff. I've well, obviously been watching the Grizz, Lady yeah. Grizz, Cats and Lady Cats. Well, so Alabama played Missouri okay. a couple nights ago. or last, I don't. This is airing Friday. We're recording Wednesday. The basketball coach for Alabama, Nate Oates. Nate Oates, yep. Used to be a Buffalo's coach. University of Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, two, one of his players and one of the other players were kind of getting a little kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. And the refs got in there and then Nate Oates pushed the player from the other team, like physically pushed him. Okay. Did not get in trouble. Um, and I okay. think that was wrong of him. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Is this common for coaches to come in and push other uh, okay, so like I'm watching it. The the little follow through on the push maybe was a little bit dramatic. He was just trying. I know to what he was trying to do. I get that. But why up. didn't? But he, then he like yeah follows through with his hand. We're we're doing the motion like yes, you can you see this see on radio. Uh, <laughs> I'm pushing my hands out. Yeah, I don't know. I think the intent of what he was trying to do is probably correct. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I just didn't know if this was common. So speaking of coaches and uh, weird and and sort of horrible, well, not sort of, definitely horrible violence, I've been meaning to give you homework on this. We'll save it for right now, but you need to research the University of Idaho volleyball team. This is the craziest stuff I've ever read, and I cannot believe this coach hasn't been fired yet. You're talking about pushing girls over in practice restricting meals because he's calling the girls fat and telling oh them God. that they can't like they're they're uh line, they're built like linebackers and we need to be built like volleyball players so when they're on road trips like not giving them their daily stipend and like taking their food away from them this is all at this point still allegedly but 11 of the girls on the team have come forward and filed formal Whoa. complaints with the athletic department and they haven't fired this guy not only is there all, all these allegations of abuse they're terrible they went one in 27 last year i don't know how this guy sells the job so research chris gonzalez and the university of idaho women's volleyball team and we'll okay. talk about it uh next week or in coming weeks okay they got to figure this out because now it's like a national story and they yeah. still haven't fired this guy and it's crazy that is it really interesting because if 11 people have come forward. Right. Yeah. And a whole bunch of former players have come forward. There's only one person getting his back, and it's his ass- head assistant who doesn't want to lose her job either. It's, yeah, it's it's wild. It's a, it's a, there's, it's. Is the assistant like, yeah, these girls are fatties. They can't <laughs> She's eat. like, they're just making it up. And it's like, who, how could they make that up? 
They wouldn't make Why that would up. They? They, yeah. yeah, they just wouldn't make that up. Well, you know what they can do? They can go in the transfer portal. <laughs> that's, that's right. No, I was <laughs> nice. Peter Ranch, does those sports here. Uh, presented by Hot House Yoga. Been hitting the Hot House quite frequently now, and it, man, is it good. I did a, you know, there's all these core fusion, hot fusion. I did strictly hot yoga. Yeah. A 90 minute or the other day. Ooh. Man. It, the uh, like the intensity of like the top of the workout is not as as quote unquote hard, but like the mindfulness it takes because she they make you stretch like this side for like two or three full minutes and yeah. then this side for man I was just was it Jen did she oh teach yeah it? Jen yeah. The, Jen the owner yeah. man so unreal. good I did um what did I do I did sculpt and then I'm doing my friend's birthdays on Friday mm. and so we're doing a birthday lunch class nice. I guess that's today when this is airing. So yeah. happy uh, birthday, Sloan. Uh, Chicken Desert Sports presented by Hot House Yoga. All right, what else you got? All right, one last cute little story. Jordan Love. Yep. Green Bay. Green Bay Packers, you got it. So he, uh, this fan was stuck. Her car was stuck in the snow, just out and about in Green Bay. Okay. And he pulled over and helped her get her car out. That's Great. I, I should rephrase that. He tried to help her get the car out. The car, they end up having to call a tow truck, but he tried. And then she said, wait, are you Jordan Love? And he said, yeah. And he took a picture and he tried to help her. And I thought that was so sweet. It, it's awesome. I mean, it's as our, as our boss always tries to remind us. Green Bay, Wisconsin is like the size of Missoula. Yeah. It's like a little bit bigger than Missoula. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that they have a pro sports team. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's obviously one of the most iconic franchises in all of pro sports, and they've you know they've done this forever with sort of the co-op ownership model and all that. But um, anybody that's been involved with the Packers organization that's either coached or played there, like Coach Marty talks about this all the time. It's a totally different experience than anywhere else in the NFL. Because if you play for the Chicago Bears, all sorts of people are going to recognize you when you're in Chicago. Also, so all sorts of people are not going to recognize you when you're in Chicago. Right. When you live in Green Bay and you play or coach for the Packers, every single person in the whole place knows who you are. Yeah. Everybody. You can't get away. You can't get away. Everybody knows, are you Jordan Love? Yes, I'm Jordan Love. You know Would Aaron I mean? Rodgers have stopped and helped her get a car out? <laughs> I don't think so. He would have been like, meh. He would have been sitting in darkness. He, I hope he is right now. <laughs> But not everyone stops. And That's when, true. like, the top quarterback yep. of your team in your town stops for you, I think that's pretty sweet. It is. It's very cool. And uh, just a testament to the cool community that Green Bay, Wisconsin is. Good that's job, right. Jordan Love. No, I was out here Spin Radio. You got any NFL picks for us? This is actually going to be fun. Okay, we're going to do this real quick before the Chicken Dozen Sports is, is over. Okay. Right? Uh, write it down so you can check your picks here. So uh, here you go. Here's here's your uh, four playoff matchups for okay. the weekend. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got? Ravens. Okay. The Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay. Wow. Okay. I'm only doing that because my our boss would murder me if I didn't. <laughs> she, she, she has been wearing her Green Bay Packers her bedazzled beanie, beanie. Her bedazzled beanie <laughs> around the office. She is sending me pictures of her Jordan Love jersey on Sunday because she was so excited. Uh, okay, Sunday's games, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. 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 I, I, I'm surprised you didn't climb onto this one either. Lions won their first playoff game since 1991. Oh, cool. There was a hilarious meme that was circulating around the internet. People are texting about Detroit Lions playoff victories for the first time ever tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
because there was no texting back in 1991. I saw this cute meme, well, funny meme that they showed um, Eminem was at the game. He was. And they panned him like a thousand times and no one made, no one said boo. But you know, Taylor Swift gets panned to a bunch of times and people are all up in arms. Who's more famous? Taylor Swift's Taylor more famous. Taylor Swift. Yeah. At his peak, Eminem was pretty freaking no, for famous. for sure. I love Eminem. We, um, were, we were discussing uh, who the most famous people from Detroit were. We Googled it. There is more famous people from Detroit than any city Motel, I could possibly baby. think of. It is crazy how many famous people yeah. are from Detroit. I mean, first of all, Henry Ford, who created the car. That's pretty prominent. But, I mean, everybody Smokey from Robinson? Stevie Wonder to Smokey Robinson to Aretha Franklin to, you know, on down the line, all the Motown people. Then there's Eminem. Um, Madonna. L- Lucille Ball, Madonna. I mean, man, if you're if you're like holy, uh, if you're like Mount Rushmore of fame is Henry Ford, Madonna, Stevie Wonder, yeah. Aretha Franklin, and then Eminem doesn't even make it up on there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of famous people. Did they, maybe they meant Slim Shady. <laughs> maybe they meant Marshall Mathers. He has so many <laughs> aliases. We still can see you dancing right now while you do this. Okay, so okay, last then one. the last one, Chiefs at Bills. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen in Buffalo. Chiefs. Wow. Here's what's so funny. You're the chicken does no sports. You have a very good chance of getting all those picks correct. Should we the put pa- money on the it? The Packers are the ones. She give me 20 bucks. We should do a four-part parlay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Packers uh, are the big one underdogs. Other than that, I think you, you got it pretty good. It, although the Chiefs are going to have a hard time going up to Buffalo and winning. So uh, we shall see. Thanks to Buff City Soap. For their continued support of Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, go get some bath balms in your life. It's a great time of year for a bath. Super Did you cold. call it a balm? Balm, like balm, 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 bath balm. Bomb, like it's a bomb in the bath. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the kids love it. The adults love it. Pretty cool. Uh, located at Northgate Plaza, Buff City Soap. Proud to present Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Also, the Hype House and Hot House Yoga Hype House. They're on Tool Avenue. All sorts of expanded options of the Hype House. They have small group training, personal training, strength training, um, Open gyms, and they also have, of course, their bread and butter, the uh, cycling classes and the hype strength classes. Check out hypehousestudio.com. And uh, also the Hot House Yoga, they uh, celebrated. We said 15th anniversary last week. It's actually their 14th anniversary. 14th anniversary, anniversary yeah. on the 15th. On the 15th, yeah. that's right. So, so. Uh, either way, happy anniversary to the Hot House. It's an awesome place. Jen and her crew do a great job. And uh, tune in here and uh, on the U1045 for uh, more information on Hot House Yoga. Uh, thanks for being here, Carolyn. Thanks. Can I say one quick PSA? Of course. Could everyone please drive safely and slowly? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chicken Dozo Sports, ESPN Radio. More here on this Friday. Kakaris style. Hoops coming down the pipe. Doubleheader in Bozeman. We'll break it down even more next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is 
that people have bad days and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. The king, a little BB king for you here on Nuwana's Now. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Today and all week long, Baby Watch continues on my end, so I keep telling you I'm going to be leaving, and uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it just hasn't happened so far this week, but uh, next week, uh, I think almost certainly, but uh, either way, you'll hardly notice that I'm gone uh, once we welcome our little bundle of joy into the world, but uh, I won't be making the trip over to Bozeman this weekend for the rivalry basketball games. However... The Grizz and Lady Grizz will, as will our crew at Skyline Sports, Andrew Houghton, Tom Stuber, will be there uh, to chronicle all the action from a writing and uh, interviews perspective. And then Blake Hempstead will be on the sidelines taking all the photos. So I want full coverage for you coming out of the rivalry game, SkylineSportsMT.com, on Saturday night into Sunday morning. And then we'll also have full coverage and reactions and analysis for you next Monday here uh, on Nuanas Now. We've Giving you interviews with Montana State women's coach Trisha Binford, Montana women's coach Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz uh, junior Danny Barsh, Robert Ford III, a senior for the Montana State men, Anna Moody, a senior for the Grizz men. All those things can be found on both the Nuanas Now podcast as well as our Skyline Sports YouTube channel. I did most of the videos uh, or the uh, interviews, excuse me, via video. Uh, now let's hear from. Travis Takir, the head coach of the Grizz men, his team um, coming off of a split in which they blew a 10-point lead and lost in overtime to Northern Colorado, but then came back and almost doubled up. Northern Arizona won 90-47 their last time out. They've dominated the Cats, but not lately. 20 out of the last 24 for the men Grizz, but the Cats have won three out of the last four. Travis Takir, 12-4 himself against the rival leading his alma mater. So, Travis, uh, just kind of walk us through this last week, right? You know, the split series, but you guys had the 43-point win on Saturday, just carrying that momentum forward. You mentioned a lot of defense. Just how do you guys kind of do that going forward? A little bit of a roller coaster. Um, I, I think we saw Saturday how, how well we can play when we decide we want to defend. Um, so still growing up, still getting better, still improving. Uh, hopefully we can learn from some success on Saturday. Dealt with a little bit of injury right lately too, but how would you kind of evaluate where you guys are at four games in the conference play? A lot of injury. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're we're doing well. You know, one of the upsides to our team this year going into the season was our depth. Um, didn't assume it would be challenged in this manner this early, um, and I think that it's showing that we had great depth at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're going to find out how deep we actually are. Uh, but, but, but you know, we're, we're putting the ball in the basket. We're scoring a ton of points. And so anytime you can score, you give yourself a puncher's chance. I know after the game on, on Thursday, you're frustrated. Uh, what was the message like to the guys, especially to sort of inspire that defensive effort on Saturday? Really it's just sustain it. Fatigue sets in a little bit for guys. Uh, you tend to rest on one end. I would prefer that be an offensive end if you have to do that. Uh, but the biggest thing for us really was just continue to do the things that were working. They built the lead. And I think we just lost track a little bit uh, and then didn't do that on Saturday. So hopefully we can put a couple games together with that same effort. It's been, you guys have already scored 90 or more five times this year, something that this program hasn't done in about 30 years. 
What is it about this offense and, and the cohesion on that unit that allows you to have those explosive nights on offense? I know the defense is equally important, but as far as the offensive side, why is this team able to do that, you know, as opposed to other teams we've had in the past? Shot selection. The biggest thing for us is right now is we're turning down bad shots. Uh, the games that we have struggled offensively, we've taken bad shots. And if you really look at Thursday's loss, it came down to bad offensive possessions. Uh, our defense should have been better. But we had two or three possessions consecutively with a 10-point lead. We just didn't get a shot. And that, that's not us. That's not Grizzly basketball. So if we continue to move the ball, share the ball, we'll be fine offensively. This game is obviously a big game, but your connection with Matt Logie is pretty special, right? So just what's it like kind of seeing him as a first time as a D1 head coach and just, uh, you know, the relationship you guys have built over the years? Happy for him. Um, long time waiting. I think that he's kind of deserved this opportunity for a long time. And, uh, they present themselves when they do. You can't necessarily control that. So happy to see him at this level. Unfortunately, he's a rival now, so uh, we now have a love-hate relationship instead of a love-love relationship. Did his teams remind you of the teams you've seen in the past, Whitworth, Point Loma? Like, do they look similar? Do they look similar to what Sprinkle was doing? Just how would you evaluate what they've done? Um, I, in terms of his X's and O's and some of the things he's doing with his team, I can see some tendencies. You know, offensively, he finds ways to score the ball, regardless of who he has and what his personnel is. I think as he starts to build a roster, it may look different down the road. Um, but with the guys that he has right now, um, I, I think he's really found a way for that team to be efficient offensively. Um, and they're very competitive. They have so many new faces. That's not uncommon, though, this day and age in Division I basketball. How's that go into this, the preparation, though? I mean, is it is it more complicated for your guys if there's not as, as many familiar faces in a game like this? No, because I don't. I, I only scout the week of games, <laughs> right? So I, I would not have been watching them in August and those things. So for for us, it's it's game by game. We go one game at a time. Um, so. Yeah. It's, it's really it's a big deal at the beginning of the year when you're trying to predict who's going to finish where and preseason voting, all-conference, and things like that. But once you start playing games, um, scout to scout. In the landscape of basketball right now with so many teams maybe losing their rivalries because conferences are dissolving and changing, how has that made you appreciate this rivalry maybe even a little bit more as something that you guys do have, and it's a long-standing rivalry, one that, of course, you've known since your playing days? A lot. I, I, I think it's a big deal in college athletics, and I hate to see that change. I watched that in some of the mid uh, to lower Division One conferences on the East Coast, um, teams that were adding football and moving to other conferences and lose rivals. Um, now we're starting to see this at a high major level, um, and, and I really hate to see that. Uh, disappear in college athletics. So hopefully some of these teams still maintain their rivalries even though they're not in the same conferences. But it's huge for us, especially if we have an opportunity to compete in standings. What would you say the strengths are of this Montana State team? Uh, offensive weapon and in the middle. You know, anytime you have someone uh, that can demand teams that can score at a high rate and create offense for yourself, you're going to be tough to go. And when you surround that with shooting, you become an efficient basketball team, especially with someone offensively minded like Coach Logie. So um, slowing them down is going to be difficult. It was recently announced that Josh played more games than uh, anybody else has as a Grizz. Uh, just your thoughts on what it's been like to coach him throughout his career here. It's been great. One of my favorites uh, of all time uh, at every level. Um, his loyalty to winning, his loyalty to a program, his loyalty to the people around him, his teammates, the community. Those things are hard to find nowadays. And so 
Um, I think he exemplifies what college student athlete um, should look like, how they should act, how they should carry themselves, and what, what motivates them. Um, and hopefully we can continue to bring more Josh Vasquez. Deshaun has been another one of these seniors, right, who's kind of breaking out this, this year, and he's played well last year. So I guess what's he brought to the table, and where have you maybe seen him grow in his, in his second year as well? Consistency right now. Uh, I, I think he's, he's always been a weapon offensively. I think that he's grown defensively. I think that the way he's rebounding the ball right now, just way more versatile than he has been earlier in his career. And I think the stats are saying that, but also the wins are coming in. Keys for you guys on, on Saturday? I guess, first of all, being familiar with the environment, you have a lot of returners. Is, does that help you in a game like this? I think so. Uh, I think sometimes guys go into shop with the, with the crowd when you don't see that as often, um, especially the vulgarity that comes with <laughs> the game. Uh, biggest thing for us, though, our key is just defense. Be the best defensive team on the floor. That will give us a chance. And then just your appreciation for the rivalry personally, um, besides, you know, we asked about the landscape of rivalries, but... Would you say it's changed at all during your time as a head coach the longer you've been here and coached in this rivalry and the fact that, you know, they've won league the last couple years and won the tournament, just like how much you appreciate an opponent and a rival like that that you play twice a year? No, nothing changes. Um, they've, they've had their years where they've won prior to me. Uh, prior to me as a player, way back, it took a long time for Montana to catch up in this rivalry. So um, I've always known how important it is and, and, and how far it goes back. So... Uh, it's up to us to turn the tape. Jeff Secure here on Nuana's Now, Grizz head men's basketball coach. It's our Garden City Spotlight. It's probably presented by Missoula Electric Co-op, as well as the Montana Educators Credit Union, MECU, accepting memberships throughout a variety of different uh, Montana counties. And the Missoula Electric Co-op, clean, sustainable energy for uh, nearly a century here in Missoula. I have questions about what we think of tracking rivalries with all-time records. History is important. It's fun. But do we really play much into it? I think that there's a little bit of nuance behind all of it, especially when you talk about rivalries between the Cats and the Grizz that have been going on for more than a century. We shall discuss to take you home next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. We're back. No, I was down ESPN Radio. Hope you had a great week. Awesome on this end. Fun getting back into hoops. Actually headed down to some hoops action right after this. I can't make it to Bozeman, so I got to get my fix in. So we're going down to watch a little Sentinel Hellgate down there uh, at Missoula Sentinel. Boys up first, girls up second. I thought I, I actually think I said that backwards this week. I got some incorrect information. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, my buddy who I'm going with said uh, just had it wrong. So it's all good. Either way, going to watch both of them. So should be fun. Missing thing in the show today, you can always find it on uh, the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschultilaw.com for any and all of your legal needs. Also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. I was thinking about this the other day. First of all, I don't want to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm always sitting here talking about how much uh, history is important and having a reverence for history is important, and I do believe it is. I also think that sometimes in rivalries, the history in terms of the overall records are sort of thrown in, in each other's faces. Like in football between the Cats and the Grizz, for example, you, you hear all the time about Montana's 
uh, resounding lead in the series. And that's totally fair. It's it's worth mentioning. It's gl- I'm glad they've tracked it. But we also got to add a little nuance to that narrative, though, because for a long time in the pre-Big Sky Conference era, so before the last 60 years, the Grizz and the Cats weren't in the same division or the same conference. They were in different levels of football. So uh, most often Montana was a level above Montana State in football. So not discrediting the results by any means, but Montana certainly should have been beating Montana State pretty consistently uh, when it comes to uh, football for the the first uh, half of the rivalry. That rivalry is, I think, 122 years old now. But the first 62 matchups, they weren't at the same level. Well, now, since they have been at the same level, since 1963, uh, the football rivalry is a lot more even. Montana's certainly still in front. I think it's 32 to... Uh, no, maybe it's maybe it's thirty three to twenty seven. I think it is what it is. But then you talk about like the the modern era. You can break it down however you want. Statistics are manipulated uh, in good and bad ways a lot of times. I also think it's interesting though because you look at the the men's basketball rivalry, for example, and the Cats were outstanding in men's basketball, especially during the first half of the twentieth century. I mean, the Golden Bobcats teams of the early nineteen twenties. I mean, they. They won a national championship, um, so Montana State sort of had the sort of the converse narrative going on. They were dominant in the scope of the rivalry over Montana. Well, the Grizz though have have made uh, made up a lot of ground, as you heard Travis DeKeer say earlier on the show. The Grizz uh, closed the gap. They were down by, uh, I think. Well, first of all, the Grizzlies won 20 out of the last 24. So that's helped them significantly close the gap because they were down multiple, multiple games. And then they've since taken the lead, and they're up three games in the all-time rivalry. So just a little bit of nuance on both sides to just tell you where we're at. In terms of the women's game, I think that that's the one where it's been sort of a seesaw. 78-10 and 10 was Robin Selvig against the rival. Since then, Montana State has been the ones that have had Full control. Trisha Binford's 19 and 20 overall against the Lady Grizz, but most of those victories have come since Robin Selvig retired. So I do think there's rich storylines across the board in these rivalry games. I would I would reckon I think this is the biggest regular season game. Uh, Brian Holsinger's short career as the head coach of the Lady Grizz. I think it's an opportunity for Trisha Binford to steal one because I mean if there was a betting line on this thing, I think the Lady Grizz would probably be I don't know eight or nine point favorites in this thing, even though they're on the road just based on the rosters and the talent. But Bozeman's a really tough t- place to play. Lady Grizz have not gotten in there and won in almost a decade. So there's a lot uh, on both sides of that one. And then on the men's side, you got the veteran in Travis DeKeer versus the first-time head coach in Matt Logie. So Logie's maybe playing with house money, but it's a resounding announcement to the rest of the conference if you start 4-1 and one and beat your rival. And uh, if you're Coach DeKeer, you dominated this thing. Uh, you know, you, you won... 11 out of your first 12, but then you've lost three out of your last four, so how do you stop that? You also got a whole bunch of seniors on your team that have never beat the Cats. That's a great feather in their cap, especially if they can win the road version of this rivalry. So uh, rich storylines across the board. I've actually felt like this uh, rivalry doubleheaders had a little bit less hype than most of the ones we've covered leading up to it, but it should be really fun. I think we have a whole bunch of storylines coming out of it uh, by the time we are back here on the radio. So I'm planning on being here on Monday. I'll let you know. Otherwise, we've got Grizz Hockey coming up tonight live from Great Falls. 7.30 puck drop right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. And uh, 
Grizaki again tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. from the uh, Glacier Ice Rink. We'll see you on Monday, 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.